Get ready for brilliant people, brilliant ideas, and a regular good time. This is Brilliant Thoughts with Success People editor Tristan Almada, the show that thinks about how personalities, relationships, and communication shape business success. And now here he is, Tristan Almada. You will definitely recognize my next guest. He is world famous and he's known for exercising. Yes, it's Tony Horton, P90X. This guy is fire. You're going to love this conversation. We talk about Obi-Wan Kenobi. We talk about a mindfulness list. We talk about what he's doing now, his challenges. Join me on this one. You're going to love it. I certainly did. Welcome back to another episode of Brilliant Thoughts, a success magazine podcast. And I think I just scared Tony Horton. What's up, Tony? Tristan, I'm good. How are you, brother? Other side of town. Great, man. Great. You know, I've been looking forward to this. This is probably one of my favorite ones because I've been I've been working out to your workouts since two, I remember 2006. That's when I discovered Tony Horton. And just want to thank you for that, man. It's it's been pretty amazing. Well, I appreciate the uh the commitment to uh the pain and agony. I mean the exercise <laughs> routines. Um, not most of my stuff isn't very easy. A lot of people are don't make it all the way through. So I appreciate your uh your due diligence on participating in the Horton Fitness Phenom. It's uh it's it's the pull-ups that I never get, man. I'm like pull-ups are, are just course. next level. It's just uh, a, there's a learning curve. You know, it's like first grade to twelfth grade. It takes time to get from one to the other, but eventually you do it. And if you d- decide to spend that much, you don't have to spend twelve years. But yeah, I mean, you know, <laughs> uh, you got to spend time on the pull-ups, man. I, I've had a lot of celebrity clients, and I put them through the ringer. You know what I mean? They get in that pull-up bar and they look at me like I'm out of my mind. But but it takes some time for some folks, you know. Yeah, dude. Well, I see, I see you on Instagram often, and I see you're you're now helping out, or you were helping out, uh, Ewan McGregor, who's Obi Wan Kenobi. That uh, that looked like it was really fun. How did that go? Uh, a blast. Yeah, he's just such a world class, first class, down to earth, hard working super talent. That'll be on his uh, on his uh, obituary. I <laughs> I'm pretty sure when, man. He, when he dies at 115. Um, it was really fun. He just he just, you know, he's fully committed all, all the way and he's just good company. And uh, it's a pleasure having him. You know, he comes here to my pad. I have a pretty nice setup here. So and uh, we just got after it, you know, and then uh, he went off and shot Obi-Wan. And, you know, he shoots like six movies a year. That guy He's just a machine. He is a machine. man. Like amazing, you, so amazing individual. Let let me ask you then what. What got you started in this route? Because I'm assuming you didn't you didn't start off as a younger person saying I'm going to I'm going to be the number one fitness guru in all of the United States. Everyone knows you, Tony. You didn't start off. I, I am you. America's fitness clown. I don't want you to know. <laughs> yeah, that's it. That is a, that's my official title. Do you have a shirt that says German potato soup yet? Or? I wish. I wish. I think I, have, I think I have one that says Navy bean on it. I don't know. I don't have that <laughs> that's, either. That's funny. How'd you get started, man? What, where, where does this take us? Well, let's go back into time and let's see. Turn back the clock. Um, and, you know, I was a non-athlete as a kid. I was. I, I love to just, you know, just chill out and hang out and drink beers with my buddies and I played sandlot football and basketball, but I didn't really exercise or train. I didn't know that was a thing. Honestly, I didn't really know. Um, And then I took a weightlifting course in college and that was cool. I I never really, you know, I learned from somebody who knew what they were doing and and an entire semester of just, you know, lifting weights and bench press and lat pulls and squats and lunges and average martial arts or yoga. That all came later when I came out to California, but um, and I just, I love the teacher. I, the guy was just funny, you know, and he was, uh, I wish I could remember his name. I did, it was a hundred years ago, but, um, I think it was my sophomore year at the university of Rhode Island and he just made it fun. And I noticed that I was having physical change that I had never had before. Like I'd never noticed, I didn't know I could have all this stuff, you know, and, and my GPA went up that, that semester because I was, uh, you know, I was pumping a bunch of oxygen into my brain as a result of, you know, moving and grooving and punching mm. and, and uh, doing push-ups and stuff. So 
Um, and that's how I kind of got started. Then you know, that semester ended. Then I just didn't care anymore. I got back to pizza and beer. And then whatever, my senior year, at the end of my senior year, sixth grade, short of graduating, I came out to California. And, and the gym scene here was ridiculous. I mean, even in 1980, it just didn't exist back in, in Rhode Island and Connecticut. I mean, you'd find a place to work out at a high school or at a college facility and you know whatever you didn't it wasn't they weren't on they weren't aerobics classes it was just all that's when the revolution started and i that's i just got caught up in that i just was really you know and i had an agent i was fine i came out here to be an actor and the agent's like you're kind of you're kind of skinny and also fat at the same time you might want to work on that skinny, skinny and fat in the wrong places yeah aka skinny life, fat. <laughs> and i just well, i had an agent so i wouldn't I, yeah and so i started training you know and then i was a member of one gym then i was a member of another and then I, at one point i was I think i had four different gym memberships depending on you know the kind of crowd i wanted to hang out with or what i what my objectives were and um and then you know i was also at that time i had a i had a job at 20th century fox i was a runner or pa production assistant and i was running around for a gal by the name of julia phillips who who and her husband john phillips Produced uh, Close Encounters of the Third Kind, Taxi Driver with Paul Newman and Robert Redford. And um, uh, and uh, what was another one? Taxi Driver, Close Encounters. I forget what the third movie was, but uh, they were she was a big shot. You know what I mean? And so um, uh, they kind of allowed me to go on auditions uh, while I was working out. And, and her partner at that time was a guy by the name of Harlan Goodman who used to be a, a music producer, but he wanted to make movies. He thought he'd put, you know, he'd give his, he'd put in his time as a trying to make film. He couldn't do it. He and Julia just never managed the entire time I worked for them, but he was noticing my physical changes. Like he just, you know, from the, when I first started working to them to about four or five months later, this all happened when my agent said, start working out. And he said, Hey, you know, man, you're looking, can you start training me? So we started going to our, our buddy's uh, backyard garage and it was dusty and filled with spiders and it was nasty in there. You know what I mean? A lot of rust. And, but mm -hmm. we, it was old school, you know what I mean? And we just yeah. started training my boss before we both went to work. It was pretty funny. And then, uh, then at that time, you know, I was, I was going to Vegas to do gigs there and, and I was uh, going down I used to go to the Santa Monica pier and do mime, just, you know, put my hat out just to anything. And you know, I had every odd job under the sun wow. in conjunction with working for them, you know, running around, whatever, delivering scripts and running around the lot, making coffee, hiding pot, wherever, you know, because he was worried that she was smoking too much weed. So I, had to, <laughs> I had to, you know, whatever, whatever you did, so good. folding beach towels at the house, you know, just weird stuff. And then, um, and then he just kind of got tired of trying to make a film, which they couldn't do. And then I was training people and doing this odd job. So he left. And when he left, I left. Okay. And, um, and then one day he went back to East End Management on Sunset Boulevard. Now, you know these areas because you're, you're from Cali, right? So yeah. East End Management's now in the Valley. A lot of people watching like, the Sunset Valley. What the hell is he talking about? And then uh, the, the, long and the, short, the, the long and the short of the story is that he's walking down the hallway at East End Management. And Tom Petty is walking the other way. And Tom sees Harlan Goodman. And he goes, holy crap, Harlan, you... You look like you lost a bunch of weight. You look fantastic. Tom's from Gainesville, Florida, and that's how Tom used to talk I when I trained Tom for 32 years. And Harlan goes, yeah, I, I didn't talk like Tom Petty. He said, yeah, I lost a bunch <laughs> of weight with this guy, Tony Horton. Who's Tony Horton? Well, he, he used to work for me, and now he's kind of doing his own thing. He's training people, including me. Well, can you give me his phone number? And no said, way. Yeah, Just yeah. like so that. Harlan Goodman gave Tom Petty my phone number. Tom Petty called my house at 1438 15th Street, Santa Monica, California. I, my roommate, Bob, picked up the phone. Hello. Hey, it's Tom. It's Tom Petty. I'm looking for Tony Horton. So Bob puts his hand on the receipt. Hey, dude, I think somebody's screwing around. <laughs> I go hang up. So Bob, my roommate, hung up the phone on Petty. Phone no rang away. Way. Hey, I think we got disconnected. And Bob goes, dude, I think this is Tom Petty. Wow. So Grab the phone. Hi, it's Tom Petty. <laughs> Can you come to my house? I'm going on tour and I'm fat. Nobody likes a fat one. <laughs> right. So I go to his house and he's never like, smoking a cigarette. He lives out in Woodland Hills. And uh, beautiful home, gold records and platinum records on the wall, the whole bit. Yeah. You know, he didn't have any fitness equipment. So we just did kind of pull-ups and crunches and squats and things that first day. Nice. And I ran right out. I got him a life cycle. I got him a heavy bag. I got a bench press. And I got him a, bunch, a mat 
And I got him a bunch of dumbbells from like five to 45. Now he couldn't touch a 45. He could barely lift a 12, you know, mm-hmm. he was just, you know, he had never lifted weights, but I had him for four months and, and um, made tremendous, tremendous change. And he got really lean and he stopped wearing shirts with sleeves. It was crazy, man. He went no on this, way. Yeah. Yeah. He got, he got, cause he's an ectomorph like me, naturally skinny. And, um, and he just got really lean and striated and vascular and his, his voice was great. His stamina was great. And everybody's like, who the hell is this Tony Horton? And so then um, Billy Idol called me next. He said, hey, right, mate, fantastic. Um, what do you do to Tom Petty, man? Can you come to my house no and do way. that? And then, um, and then it was uh, Annie Lennox from Eurythmics. And then it was Stephen Stills. Couldn't do much for Stephen. I tried. And then I had Bruce for a while um, when he was in town with his wife, Patty. And, and then Sean Connery and then Shirley MacLaine and then Bryce Dallas Howard and then uh, Stevie Nicks and then Lindsay Buckingham and and um, uh, Octavia Spencer and Allison Janney and, you know, mm-hmm. and J- Jason Sheff when he played for Chicago. And so, you know, I'm binging all over town and getting up at the crack of dawn. And I, I'm in, and I had doctors and lawyers and, and movie producers. And I had I mean, I had like seven or eight clients a day getting up in the dark, training my first client in the dark and rolling in at home like nine o'clock at night, living on. Whoa. Yeah, it was brutal. But, you know, I mean, I was making like $75 a client, which, you know, at that time seemed like a lot. Um, But even though I was spending, you know, you start out in Culver City and you're driving all the way to Malibu and then all the way to Hollywood and then all the way to wherever else, you know. Dang. And but you know it was it was fun. I'm hanging out with some of the biggest stars in the world, and and uh, and just hanging out one on one. And and I mean, I could write a. Well, they're going to have to all die before I write the book. <laughs> I mean, well, the Billy Idol stories and the on the on the road with Tom Petty stories and the Stephen Still stories, and uh, all of it. You know what I mean? You just you can't you can't write about that now because you'll get sued. But uh, just you know, crazy stuff, fun stuff. On the non crazy stuff, I'm assuming you're your mindset started shifting along the way and, and any, any type of limiting belief that you had to start started to kind of erode, right? Did you notice yourself change as you started to hang out with more people that were highly successful in the financial world? Well, I didn't have to, I didn't have to read about it. I'd have to go to a seminar about it. You know what I mean? Like, how do you be a better man? How do you be more productive? How do you make more money? How do you become more successful? How do you become more articulate? Whatever the heck it is. How do you build your confidence? I'm hanging out with these people back to back to back to back. Right. And I'm just Uh hanging out listening. Right. I mean, it's Mm -hmm. like I'm hearing their biographies every day. Yeah. Six days a week. And I'm like, Hey, you know what? They're regular folks. I mean, I, you know, when you find out about, you know, Tom Petty's early start, you know, it's funny. He just loved, he met, he met, his dad used to be a roadie for Elvis Presley. Not everybody knows this story, but, you know, I remember he walked in the trailer, he was seven years old and he met Elvis, right? Mm-hmm. He looked at Elvis and he watched the show and he said, that's what I want to do. And so he just started this group wow. with a bunch of guys. They learned three songs. This was like junior high school. And when he used to walk the halls of his junior high school, nobody talked to him. He was a scrawny little funky kid, you know? <clears throat> and then he, he did a, he did a, a dance at the school and they played the same three, three songs over and over and over again. And the following Monday, he was the mm-hmm. most popular kid in school. And he no went like, way. nobody knew me. So he goes, <laughs> and he goes, because I, you know, I wanted to meet girls. I didn't know how to meet girls. And that's, and then all of a sudden they're coming up to me, you know what I mean? And they're asking for my autograph. At that's class. awesome. You know what I mean? It's like, yeah, this is what I want to do. <laughs> no, that's funny. That's yeah. Funny. Yeah. Well, well, you just learn like, oh, okay, you start from here and you take all these steps and, you know, I mean, look, half the books behind me are all personal development books, right? From Deepak Chopra to Tony Robbins to Andrew Weil to Keith Ellis to, you know, uh, Gary Zukoff. They're all back there, you know? And so dude, I was leaning. Yeah, it was reading, writing and arithmetic in school, which I wasn't very good at. <clears throat> and I just didn't have the I didn't have the knowledge, you know? And so I went to a lot of those seminars. Like dude, I went to the Temino seminars and the Lifespring seminars. And a lot mm-hmm. of it was, excuse my French bull. But there was some good value. There was some value in a lot of it. Just creating creating patterns and and having certain disciplines and a work ethic ethic and you know getting organized and all those types mm-hmm. of things. And and you know a lot of it was just being honest and authentic because mm-hmm. I, I was a tremendous bullshit when I was broke because I you know I was just a, 
Yeah, I was like, hey, how's it going? Well, I got an audition and I'm, I'm probably going to book it. And oh, I, I came this close. I didn't even get the audition. I didn't go on one. I was just, you know, I was hungover. That's what was really happening. That's funny. So I decided to stop being that guy and just live in the truth and make all the steps, you know, take all the steps I needed to take. And exercise and eating right was the foundation to my, to who I became, you know, I mean, I was, hmm. uh, yeah, because, you know, you read John Rady's book, Spark, you know, the, the, the effects of physical activity on the, on the human brain. Mm-hmm. And um, you go, oh, oh, because, you know, a lot of people are using sex, drugs and rock and roll to try to get these little temporary highs. Yeah. And then the downfall is just too tremendous. You know, it's just this. It's just too much. But if you exercise, which means you're earning it. Right. It's like I'm not I'm not using a source outside of myself, you know, weed yeah. or drugs or whatever or booze. Uh, or you know, pills. I'm using. I'm. I am the source, right? I am the source. I'm. I'm being very selective about what I put in my mouth. I'm being very selective about being consistent when it comes to my exercise. And then, oh, now I have. I have the energy and enthusiasm to kind of do the things that are hard. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? As before, it's like, oh, that stuff's hard. I don't want to do that. <laughs> you know what I mean? I'll probably fail. I always used to. And then you just go screw it. You know, I'm. I'm looking around and I'm in a two bedroom apartment in Santa Monica with a view of a convalescent home. And I go, I think there's more to this, more to life. <laughs> you know? So, well, what yeah, do you, and a little luck, there's luck. There was luck involved as well. You know? Yeah. Well, you know what? Let's talk about that because I, I've seen the, the growth that you've had ever since I, I was introduced to Tony Horton. Right. And I still see a, an amazing progressive growth. How much of that is, or it has been luck. Well, what is luck? Luck is opportunity meeting readiness. So if opportunities come and you're not ready, and early on when I when I was when I was unlucky, these opportunities came, but I screw I blew it. You know what I mean? I just wasn't mm-hmm. ready. I wasn't didn't have the the confidence and the knowledge um, to be able to hit my mark when I needed to. You know what I mean? And um now I can, you know, I can hit my mark in my sleep. You know, I can get up in front of 26,000 people and do a workout and not even think about it. You know, and I've true. done that, right? I've been to 63 military bases around the world. I've thrown up in, in, in Thunderbirds and F-15s and jumped out of freaking Chinooks. And, you know, there's a lot of my life is I've jumped, you know, I've been in, I've heli skied, you know, there's all these things that, you know, I mean, these opportunities have been able to come, come to me because of what I've been able to accomplish. But early on, I could, you know, I could barely get out of bed most days. But so, why were you finally so, ready with it when the Tom Petty opportunity came then? What was I different? wasn't, but I wasn't going to blow it. You know what I mean? I mean, I had been training Harlan and a couple other people and I was scared to death. I'm going to Tom Petty's house and I hope I would if I hurt the guy. You know what I mean? And you're just kind of, you know, you're just kind of winging it. But but I, but I, I but at that point when I had been training a few people, now I wasn't certified or anything. I mean, I, you know, I didn't have any kind of exercise science background or kinesiology background whatsoever. You know, that all had to come sort of midway through training. Tom, I just broke out all the textbooks and and this is before the internet. You know, what wow. I mean, this is like I couldn't just start googling stuff. You know, what I mean, I had to just sort of find sources at the library or whatever and i mean i knew the basics because i was a member of four different gyms and i just kind of hanging around a bunch of gym rats and i saw what worked and then when later on when i got certified i went yeah i kind of know most of the stuff anyway you know hypertrophy and eccentric concentric and stabilization and appropriate uh um proprioception and all these different sort of you know pyramiding and all and i learned a lot of that stuff i learned in that course in high school in college at uri so, you know, I kind of pieced it all together and, you know, my goal, and I also was working a lot. I, I was going to yoga classes back then. So I was really working on flexibility and making sure that whatever I did with Tom, that he had the mobility, the range of motion to be able to do the stuff I was asking him to do without him getting hurt along the way. So, and, and I'm not a drill sergeant. It's not like, come on, you can do another one. Come No, it's like, Hey, how do you feel? I've, I'm tired of tired. Okay, screw it. You're done. Let's let's <laughs> we're done today. You know what I mean? Like that's good. You know, I was I knew how to be the tortoise, not the hare, right? And so, um, and that's I think the reason why it's 64. I I'm relatively uninjured. I mean, I've inj- I've had injuries, like you know, pulled muscles and tendons and and twisted ankles and things. But for the most part, you know, I know I know the difference between yin and yang, and I and I make sure that I have. A mindfulness practice and i did that with with my clients and, and yeah it's all seemed to work out so far well you're 64 and as i was doing a little bit of research on you i noticed that a few years back there was this time that you had a sickness and it knocked you out man 
and you had to kind of rebuild who who you were at the core. Tell mm-hmm. me about that. What happened there? Because I didn't have a lot of clarity as to what exactly happened. Um, uh, uh, October 2017, I was dealing with uh, with three. I mean, I always say, I don't know, is it, uh, was it these three things? Maybe it was. I was going through contract negotiations with, with Beachbody. Now, I've been with them for 20 years, and they did P90X, X2, X3, 22 minute hardcore. And, you know, there's a myriad of other programs that I did with that organization. And I thought I would just be with them until the day I died. You know what I mean? And I, apparently at that time, when it, when my umpteen contract was up, I was just I was appalled by what the offer was after 20 years of service and making the CEO a billionaire. You know what I mean? Yeah. I, he, had, he had a lot to do with it. Trust me. The guy was yeah. a go-getter and hardworking and he was brilliant at what he did. But I, but I don't know. You know, I mean, P90X was sort of the biggest thing since sliced bread at that point. And I was just, I, I was just like, oh my God, this is a major shift in my life because my lifestyle had got, you know, I got a house here, I got a house in Jackson Hole, I got expensive cars in the driveway, I, I have, you know, I have massive mortgages and lot of bills, and I have employees and crap, you know what I mean? And now I'm looking at this offer and I'm going, it was very stressful, was very stressful. <laughs> you know. And then, and then uh, there was the Vegas shooting, all happening in that time frame, mm-hmm. and I had friends that were there. And I just, I don't know, man, I just, I couldn't, you know, I, and the people around me weren't like really reacting to it. It'd be like friends of mine who don't even know what's going on in Ukraine. I just want to grab them by the throat, you know, mm-hmm. like snap out of it. It's not, you know, your TikTok, you know, your YouTube thing is not as important as that. Anyway, right. so I get really revved up. And then Tom Petty dies the next day. So contract oh, negotiations, the Vegas shooting, and then Petty dies. And I'm just distraught, you know, I just feel horrible. And then, um, and then I got this weird little burning, itching, painful thing in my ear, and I don't know what it is. And then day after day, it's basically shingles in my ear. It's called, and so as a result, when you get shingles in your ear, there's a lot of nerves in there that are attached to your brain and that affect your vision, your smell, your taste, and your balance. And these Whoa. are things that you need. And when they're all out of whack, um, you can't walk in a straight line. All I could smell was secondhand smoke 24-7. I had tinnitus on a scale of 1 to 10 that was a 50. Right? So ringing in my ears, cigarette smoke that's not there. I can't taste food. um, And I can't walk in a straight line. I'm just, it's not like vertigo. It's not in a circle. It's more like like this wave thing. Um, And so I was nauseous all the time, vomiting all the time, couldn't work out, couldn't drive, couldn't work, couldn't travel, couldn't do anything, just laid in bed. And I I lived out of a, you know, I lived uh, sucking nutrition through a straw. And it was horrible. It was horrible. I was just in in incredible pain for months. And the doctors would go like, well, you know, a lot of people who get that. And I had bought Bell's palsy, which was super hot looking. You know what I mean? Oh, whoa, that too? I had the I had the eye and the droopy there, and I couldn't. That's why I was like this guy, you know. And a lot oh. of people who get it, they, they, that Bell's palsy doesn't go away. The balance never improves, and it's a permanent thing. And um, I I had a lot at stake, so that you know that created more stress and anxiety. Whoa! And it, there was a level of depression. It's like, oh my god, I'm I've got a deformed face, and I can't, and I'm losing weight, and I can't eat food, and everything smells like cigarettes, and I can't taste anything even though it's you know it was you know and all the king's horses and all the king's men could not put me back together again and so i had to come up with you know i came up with every alternative you know tincture and acupressure and puncture and whatever i could do and just to get me dressed and in the car and to wherever the appointment was i had to go to the otorhinolaryngologist aka the ear nose and throat guy dude you know what I mean? And I just, I'm just sitting there and I'm just like, I gotta, you know, I have to excuse myself to go vomit in their bathroom. It was just horrible, man. And it went on and went on and went on forever and ever and ever. And it, it, like, even this morning, which is interesting, I still have this. So you have Ramsey Hunt syndrome, which is the shingles in your ear that affects the nerves. And then when that all heals, depends on the individual and how hard they work at trying to beat it. I still have uh, something called bilateral vestibular hypofunction which is just a kind of a weird vertigo thing. Mm-hmm. Um, it's still to this day, it's hard for me to stand on one foot. It's just like, you know, it's hard for me to stand on one foot because everything goes wonky. 
And even today, I woke up because I my workout yesterday was super intense. I mean, I really pushed the envelope, so I felt really good. And what what that does is it fatigues the nerves, and then oh. the nerves will just go, "Hey, dude, you know what I mean?" Instead of just being tired, I'm also tired and a little dizzy uh, the Damn. following day. So uh, <clears throat> yeah, and, and and different things like over overwork, physical physical, mental, and, and emotional stress will aggravate it. So I take medication to this. I've taken medication, um, antiviral medication for the last four years straight every morning. You know what I mean? It's, it has to be done. Um, and I should get a shingle shot, but I'm a little concerned about that. I will eventually. But uh, yeah, amen. You know, and so what happens is that you have to learn how to how to relax more and you have to learn how to you know, you have to listen. I have to listen to my body and and uh, and just chill. So, I mean, last night after the workout, I jumped in the pool it was icy cold. And then I got in the jacuzzi with Epsom salt baths and you know what I mean? And then I, you know, I just got, I have a little massage chair. So I, that's, I had to I have to do that where I, before I would just work out hard and drink a shake, go about yeah. my day. And now I have to do all these extra things. But if you look at LeBron James, for example, and the guy's as good as he is at his age because he spends three for every hour that he's either on the court or training, he spends an extra two hours doing some kind of mindfulness and, or, or rehab or, or recovery process, you know, either through food or through whatever, you know, and, and that's why he can still do what he's doing. And I'm the same way, you know, I mean, I'm not getting any younger at 64. I have to be really careful. So, and I don't want that again. You know what I mean? I do not want that again. I don't know if I could recover from it. I mean, I would, I would just weep because it was so horrible. It was just, you know, it was terrible. But how did you, well, I have two questions. How, when you're recovering here, how important was you to continually work on your mind? And second question, how important was your spouse in the recovery? Well, you know, my Bible became uh, John Kabat-Zinn's book, Full Catastrophic Living. Now I have to. I keep it right here. I have to find that one. Look at that thick monster, man. Wow, dude. Full catastrophic living. Nice. Using the wisdom of your body and mind to face stress, pain, and illness seemed appropriate. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. And, uh, I, I mean, because uh, sometimes you're in such pain and agony that all you have is your breath. You know, uh, James Nestor's book, Breath, is another one that I've read recently. I think that's up there, too. Yeah, that um, one I have read. Yeah, you've read Nestor's book. Uh, yeah. You know, I mean, and it's it's powerful stuff. I mean, exercise. A lot of people like people talk about the runner's high, right? The reason why there's a runner's high is because you're you know you're you're cranking consistently over time. It's not like you, you bench press where the heart rate goes up a little bit. And you're working on some certain muscles, and then you take a break, and then whatever, because the heart rate goes up and down. The thing about about cardiovascular exercise is the heart rate goes up, and the lungs and heart, lungs and legs are working together, and there's that sustained. Right. Yeah. And meditation does that without without having to move physically. Right. Got and uh, you, I mean, Nestor's book, he talks about that five point five breathing that you're probably familiar with, which I use all the time. And there's box breathing. People call it four by four, which is like inhale, you know, inhale, four count, hold, four count, exhale, four count. And then I just sometimes when I'm like super stressed out and I don't have even the wherewithal to do the four or to do the five point five. Mm-hmm. Right. And it it's it's it doesn't work right away. And you have to kind of, you know, it's like it's like religion. You got to kind of believe it, too. There's got to be faith in, in what it is. But I mean, a lot of times I'll go to bed at night, just, you know, my mind is racing and I'll think all I have is and a lot of people use prayer. Prayer is a way to do it. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, Nestor even talks about how certain breathing patterns equate to uh, the rosary. Right. When you people are doing the rosary, the you know, the, the, the 5.5 breathing is the exact sort of pace as the rosary, like, well, you know, uh, the really interesting things in the world. Yeah. And when I, t- when I just take some deep, simple breaths, man, it just takes the edge off and opens up my mind to finding solutions as opposed to fo- focusing on the problem. It's, you know, and, and, and when I had Ramsey hunt, that's all I had, you know, I had the tinctures and I'd been to the, the, the doctors and I'm, I come home miserable. So I just, 
And that, you know, there's a lot of, there's a lot of, you know, stuff about breathing through your nose exclusively in, you know, oxygen in, carbon dioxide out, you know, using the filtration system of your sinuses as a, you know, breathing through your mouth apparently is about the worst thing you can do. Yeah. Especially if you read James Nestor. I mean, that, that man can try that he talks about, like they would wrap their kids' mouths when they were born because breathing through your mouth. Yeah. Because, you know, you breathe through your mouth, all that, all the dirt, the dust, the toxins, the viruses yeah. right in your lungs. You no filter. Your nose. It all, it all gets, it all, uh, the acids of your stomach take, take care of it. I mean, I don't know. So yeah. Yeah. I take my mouth now. <laughs> you, you, do? Know, you read about that in the book, right? You you talk, right? <laughs> yeah. I mean, I take, I take my mouth every night with this kind of medical tape that, you know, that doesn't take my lips so off. Could, when I, yeah. That's and I wear and I wear a breathe right. You know what I mean? All I need is a mouth guard and I'll be the least sexiest man in the world. There, that's, the goal. that's right. My wife will turn over and go, really? My, there's no spontaneity here at all. With a, you know what I mean? Maybe a CPAP machine too. Just get going. Why not? Do that'll throw air in there, right? Through your nostrils. <laughs> Look like Darth Vader while you're in bed. <laughs> Darth Horton. I mean, you might be, you might have a special appearance in Obi-Wan. Who knows? Mm, 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 right? Mm. <laughs> well, dude, tell me about this, the, the mindset shift, because I'm assuming when, and remember, most of the people hearing in are business owners, entrepreneurs, solopreneurs. When you got thrown into this whole different world where it felt like you were just trapped, how did you start transitioning out mentally? Because I'm assuming the stress, the anxiety just would spiral you into a place of just so much negativity. It's like, I'm done. Like, how do you, how do you get out of that? Well, um, we all face that as entrepreneurs too, right? We're like, oh, this yeah. business just sucked, terrible, eating up my time. And you feel like there's well, no look, way. You know, I, I had, I was in the middle of, uh, I have 23 failed businesses, you know, from mouth guards to home delivery food services, to shoe insoles, to fitness watches, to two or three different, you know, uh, um, uh, fitness gear. I mean, it went on and on to, to, four failed TV pilots. Um, and, you know, you, you, for me, it was, it was making sure, it, look, I was, I went from a, 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 a C minus student with a speech impediment who had, you know, enough uh, tenacity as a, as a snail and, and a hurricane um, uh, <laughs> to, to, to a guy who became pretty successful and pretty good at what I do. And so uh you know, my my whole thing was to continue to show up and uh, and learn how learn how and when to chill out as opposed to burning the candle at both ends. I think a lot of entrepreneurs are, you know, they're so ambitious, which is really great. Right. And they have all these strategies and plans and goals and techniques and through whatever maybe personal development or classes they've taken or business school they've gone to. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And they don't bother to check to see how stressed out and how pissed off and how unhappy and depressed they are. Right. Yeah. They got might might have. They might, you know, like on paper, everything might look great, right? Oh, they got the great wife and the nice house and, the, and some money in the bank and some stocks and bonds and whatnot. <clears throat> but, you know, they're, maybe they're overweight or maybe they're just super tired or maybe they're using coffee or or booze as a way to kind of get through their day. And, yeah. you know, it's about balance. It's just for me. I mean, I thought I had balance before I got sick, yeah. but I didn't. You know what I mean? And the Ramsey Hunt mm. and, and the, and the uh, proved that I did not. So I was missing I was missing a strong mindfulness component. Now I was not, you know, I was not hopping in the jacuzzi tub. I was not just chilling out and listening to my favorite music once in a while. I was not going for walks in my neighborhood. I was, Mm. um, I was not meditating at all. You know what I mean? Uh, There was a lot of, you know, the pendulum swings in both directions, at least it's supposed to, but if we don't allow it to something going to break, right? Some physical, mental, and emotional issue is going to pop up. And and you're fighting that tooth and nail is only going to last for so long. And then who knows? Um, maybe it's a stroke. Maybe it's hypertension. Maybe it's type two diabetes. Maybe it's cancer. Maybe it's Parkinson's. Maybe it's Alzheimer's. For me, it was Ramsey Hunt syndrome. <clears throat> right. So there's two things that we control. That's what we do physically with our body to help improve it and what we put in our mouth, which is basically we are what we eat. Right. So when we do those two things. That's the foundation of who we are. And then we build from there. Right. And. um, And if you do that, well, then you can get you can get through life with, I think, 
that's my philosophy. I mean, other people have other ones. I don't know, but that that's what got me from A to A to Z. And um, and I'm still learning. I'm still growing. My issue is organization. I I still am not. I'm still not great with that. You know what I mean? I'm kind of seeing my pants. I mean, this is this is my this is my this is my to do pile. It's I like scary. that, dude. <laughs> that's that's oh, great. A lot of shit right there. He's showing you know him. Mean? He's showing up all this paper that he just brought up from his desk for those of you listening in. That's that's good. To- oh, or listen, yeah, a big stack of paper. So what I do when it starts to scatter all over my desk and end up in various rooms, I collect it all and I put it in a pile. And when I have a day where I don't have, I'm like I was shooting for the last two weeks for tonal, so I wasn't able to do that. And tomorrow I've got I'm shooting for my supplement line all day. But today's a you know other than our our conversation, today's a pretty mellow day. So I just start at the top of this pile and I go, all right. Well, and then I just phone call, email, go do, right? Nice. And then I go to the next thing. I go, oh, that, that's just a thing that needs to be filed. I think it's, I know where that should go. You know what I mean? And then when that pay, pile is gone, right, that just takes some of the stress off. and makes me feel like I'm moving forward. And um, like, for example, um, Kathy Smith, who's a, sort of a world-renowned fitness icon. She's been around forever. She kind of took over for for uh, Jane Fonda, you know, kind of before my time. I was I was training clients while she was all over television and I reconnected with her and there's, there's some conversations and some different projects. Uh, mm-hmm. and that happened to be the first thing on the list. So I called her up, left a message, wrote her an email. And then the people I wanted to connect her with, uh, um, I made that connection between her and the folks uh, that I wanted her to meet. And I'm like, ah, that just felt good. And it's been sitting on my desk for five days. And that's, that's not fair to her and the people who might want to work with her. Yeah. So, you know, those are just, that's that organization thing is something where I kind of still struggle a little bit, but how, how, how important was your wife in recovery and in helping you stay organized? Because I'm oh, assuming- without her, uh, without her, I'd, I'd be in the ground. <laughs> yeah, man, I'd be, I don't know. I probably would have gone nuts. You know what I mean? That she, she, you know, she would come, you know, come in and check out. She fed me. Right? I couldn't go downstairs. I, I could walking from my bedroom down the hallway, down the stairs and into the kitchen yeah. uh, to make food would have been impossible for me. So I probably would have lived on freaking Ritz crackers and M&Ms. I don't know, you know, or just protein shakes, which would have been really hard to make. So she fed me every meal and she brought it up to me. And my my office, which is here, is is, yeah. is two rooms away from my bedroom. So this is kind of I, I couldn't even sit here, dude, and, and have a conversation with anybody or or email. I mean, I just couldn't. So she took care of all that for me. And she's the one that drove me. You know, every time I had an appointment with the King's horses and the King's men, um, she drove me, you know, Damn. very carefully down Mandeville Canyon, you know, Mandeville Canyon is like, like, Oh, you know what I mean? It was brutal. So, yeah. And I, you know, I'm blessed. My wife was my best friend. We've been together 13 years and I we're closer than ever. You know what I mean? I mean, I married a unicorn. So there's that, you know what I mean? She doesn't hold a grudge. There's not a jealous bone in her body. We could have sort of a fight. And then five minutes later, she goes, what do you want for lunch? I go, did I marry a Stafford wife? This is insane. <laughs> you know, it's crazy. I was like, oh, I said, I said, please, I hope I die before you die. Because if you die before I do, I'm, I'm, oh, I'm like a ball. <laughs> They'll find me out in the yard. You know what I mean? The ball. Oh, that's good. That's good, man. I love that. Yeah. And, and by the way, and that's because <clears throat> obviously, you know, uh, I dated, I did, I used to date women that were the opposite of me because I wanted to fix them and they wanted to fix me. And there's that, you know, opposites attract, right? Yep. I didn't do that this time. I found somebody who's a lot like me. I mean, you know, she leans a little bit right. I lean a lot left on certain things, you know. Um, we're not exactly, so she's a very strong Christian woman. I'm a heathen. So it's not all exactly the same. combination. Yeah. yeah, there, there's the opposite thing. But we understand and appreciate each other for who we are because, because who we are are, you know, we try to be like I always say to her, what's my job? And she'll say to make my life awesome. I go, damn straight. woman. Oh, that's good. Damn straight. And that's what it is. Like right now she had back surgery. It was kind of, you know, minimal. Um, but I'm all, you know, what she did for me back in 2017, you know, whatever. I'm just making her life a little bit easier right now. And I enjoy it. I enjoy taking the taking the pressure off of her. That brings me pleasure. Like just delivering flowers, like whatever day. It doesn't matter. It doesn't have to be. Yeah. Valentine's Day or her birthday or anything. It just, you know, those kinds of things. Cause I know it makes her happy and I like when she's happy and 
And so I, and she does the same for, for me. It's like, you know what I mean? It's a give and take. I love or that. it's actually a give and give. Really. Yeah. To give and give. Yeah. And then you're happy to give back. All right. Question about misconceptions when it comes to exercising and nutrition. What's what's often the biggest misconception you find when you're helping out somebody and they say, well, yeah, if I just work out and then continue to eat McDonald's, it should work, right? Well, that's one. You've got one. The other one is the t- time frame in which something's going to change. All right. And at that time frame for what the, whatever change you're looking for, it's usually aesthetic or health. Right. It's mm-hmm. like I want to look good and I want to feel good. I mean, that's the main reason why anybody does anything when it comes yeah. to exercise. It just takes longer than you think. The, you know, especially if you've got 100 pounds to lose or you're not athletic or your pain threshold isn't very high. You know what I mean? Or you're prone to injury. You know what I mean? Everybody has to go at their own speed and pace. I have a friend of mine. He's a young kid. He's 28. He's an actor. He's strong as an ox. He, he just can't He just to look at him. You can't tell. And and he's like, why? Look at your arms like, you know, you're striated and muscular. I go, yeah, I've been yeah. doing this for 500 years. Um and then I, I, one of our friends w- went from kind of pudgy to shredded in four months. Wow. And my, my, my buddy Nick is like two years. I go, dude, it is what it is. What are you going to stop? Right. Look how yeah. strong you are. Look how, you know, how, how uh, vibrant you're, you are. Just, mm-hmm. You know, the change is going to come. I, I think a lot of people exercise for all the wrong reasons. Too many people are, are doing it because they want to look a certain way or they want to be big or they want to be whatever. Yeah. And that's all ego. It's all ego and aesthetics. Um, um, which is just the nature of the, our society, right? I mean, we're bombarded all the day with all these images, and yeah. all these celebrities and all these different things. And we don't know what's, we don't, we can't see behind the curtain. Mm-hmm. You know, we don't know how long it's taken for other, other people to look a certain way or whatever kind of, you know, plastic surgery they've had, but we're all hung up on, on, on looks. Now, of course, I mean, I like looking good, but at 64, I just want to function well, you know what I mean? And young kids, like when I was at, when I was young, it was all about if I get big old muscles and look good and girls are going to like me. Turns yeah. out they like money in the bank and they like the fact that you have a career and that you're not an <laughs> That's a good combination right there. Dude. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. It's like what your character, your sense of humor. Yeah. You know, what I mean? that's truly, you know, that's going to attract more people, different kinds of people than, than, yeah. you know, than, than that. Yeah. <clears throat> right. So. Um, the other misconception is, uh, yeah, that you can get away with, but you can, if you train really hard, you can eat garbage. <clears throat> you know, it's just, uh, that's the way a lot of people, you know, fail. It's, it's hard to have one discipline, which yeah. is exercising five to six days a week, but to add a second one, which means you got to eat vegetables all the time, too much for too many people. They just cannot handle it. They don't have, they don't have the right coach, the right trainer, the right program. They don't have the cultural background they don't have the history they don't have any of that stuff so so they you know i mean all the clients that i train just a lot of them just food cheaters you know what i mean i ate great <laughs> i had a salad i had a, I, had a, I go tell me what was in the salad and then you're like you kind of oh you had bacon bits in the salad well that you know we just should have had a burger then it's the same yeah. what are you doing i had thousand island dressing Ooh, in the yeah. salad. no you know what i mean it's really hard and and the people that pull it off, uh, in to some respect, especially if they've never had that kind of background, mm-hmm. uh, non-athlete types, they're 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 heroes, you know, it really. But and I got this new program called the Power of Four, mm-hmm. kind of done it with my wife. It's kind of a you know, it's a it's it's a extension of you know the early days with Beachbody, but there's some components that just I wasn't mm-hmm. allowed to do then, and I can do here because I'm on my own. Mm-hmm. And the and the book and the results have been amazing. Not just the aesthetic change, but just sort of the like. There's this gal that comes here. Her name is Tracy um, Kezon, K E Z O N. She's a grandmother. She's got four grandkids. Comes here and on Plyo Day, and just she looks amazing. There's nothing grandmother about this woman. You know what I mean? And mm-hmm. uh, you know she's in tears when she says, I, "I if I hadn't found this program, I mean I don't know, I would be." I'd be a completely different person. So it's sort of having, you know, it's your raison d'etre, as the French would say, your reason why. Why are you doing this thing? Like, what is it? If it's because you want to look good at a wedding or you want to be a size this or a size mm-hmm. that, or you want your friends to say nice things about you, well, good luck, because that ain't going to last very long. But if it's because I need to, imp- I, I want to feel great today. Yeah. And I want to improve the quality of my life as my life moves forward. Ah, 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 
now, now you found your the proper reason. And that's me. I have cardio tonight. I'm going to be on seven cardio machines, three minutes each for an hour and 10 minutes tonight. <laughs> do I want to do that, Tristan? No, I do not. But I'm going to do it because oxygen and blood and i'm going to be working on the slide board i'm going to be on the bike i'm going to be hitting the heavy bag i'm going to be on the treadmill i'm going to be on my ski machine i'm going to be on my rower i'm going to do i'm going to jump rope right i'm going to add all that variety and keep my heart rate up there's going to be like maybe five to ten seconds in between each machine three minutes each this is my way of i used to risk run seven miles yeah <laughs> you know what i mean i'll still do it once in a while if i really want to hate myself i used to get on my versa climber for 50 minutes Ah, Dude. you know what I mean? But I don't do that anymore. I mean, I'm, I'm you know, I'm like a shark. Like, oh, what, what do I need today? Uh, let me think. Like, be cur- I go down to the gym. I've always got somebody down there with me, mm-hmm. right? And and uh, I call, I email everybody the night before. Who's coming to tomorrow's shoulders and arms? And they'll walk in the room, and depending on if it's one guy or four, I have to change the routine because there's more people or less. And so I never do the same mm. thing twice. You know, that's because I have that Rolodex in my head. You know what I mean? I just make stuff up on the spot just to make it hard. When you so, when you meet someone that comes to you and says, can you train me? What are what are some of the characteristics that you, you feel they have for those that succeed versus the ones that don't? Not always clear when you first meet them because they will try to bamboozle me. And they Ooh, like what? Do. What do you mean? Like what? Well, I'm serious, and I need to do this. It's really important. My doctor, my sister, my spouse. I really, I, I, I've done okay in the past, but this is the this is the one. And then you spend three workouts with them, and you go, and then they cancel the fourth and fifth workout, and you go, "This, what am I doing here?" You know what I mean? And early on in my career, I would just, you know what I mean, because I needed the money. I would put up with everybody's bullshit. You know what I mean? And now it's like, um. And back in the, then I finally realized you're going to pay me in advance. These workouts are going to expire on this date. <clears throat> you're right. So there's some room for cancellation oh. here. There's room for cancellation here, but you know what I mean? Your membership is up and you haven't shown yeah. up and sorry. So, you know, whatever, I, I don't need to be driving all over town. <clears throat> and, um, uh, and, and celebrities didn't care, but other folks were like, you know, it's a big financial commitment. Yeah. Freaked them out. I said, well, you just, you're just not serious. Yeah. You know, I mean, I show up to Stephen Still's house. And he's got a lamb shank in his hand, like before the workout. The size they look like Fred Flintstone. They're like, "What are you doing?" Steve? <laughs> <laughs> like, That's funny. I think no, Coach called me Coach because I don't think he knew my name uh, for a while. <laughs> um, funny guy though, great guy for sure. Oh my god, I can do like three chapters on Stephen. That's funny, um, man. You know what I mean? Like you know, but other people like you, McGregor. I got them. I got to look like this for a movie. And yeah. it, it, this movie is going to cost the studio millions and millions and millions of dollars. Right. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. So, you know, he's just, he's just, he's locked in, you know I mean? All the guys, that, guys and gals that come to my house on a regular basis, whether, you know, whether it's a plyo night or it's shoulders and arms or chest and back or cardio or, or yoga session, I don't have to worry. I can invite, you know, they don't, not all of them show up because they got families and traveling and work issues and stuff, but yeah, yeah. they're all, you know, and a lot of them, when they first started showing up, weren't fit. And a lot of them surprised me. I mean, honestly, to answer your question, there's no way of knowing and, unless unless you they, you, you notice that they just keep coming. And, they, and, they, and they're physically, they're changing physically, mentally, emotionally, and their diets are changing. You know, because I can make, you can lead a horse to water, man. You know what I mean? And I'm a pretty good source of water. Yeah. Right. I'm pretty good at what I do. And if you hang out with me on a regular basis and you eat what I tell you to do and you you get the mindfulness practices that, you know, what are your top 10 mindfulness practices? If you have none, then you better start doing it. Walking your dog is one. Listening to music is one. Music is one. Praying is one. Meditation is one. Napping is one. You know what I mean? Like if you don't do any of those things, jacuzzi baths are, are another one. They're, 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 you know, I have my list and I'm always, oh, I haven't done that in a while. I haven't done that in a while. If they're like, oh, I don't have time for that. I don't want to do that. I don't want. All right. Well, then mm, I get a pretty clear indication that you're you, you don't want to do what I want you to do. So you're not going to see change. And by the way, old dogs, new tricks too. younger folks seem to be more pliable or 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 less, less resistant to doing things that are outside of their comfort zone. You know? mm. And you got to get outside your comfort zone. But like, you know, what I try to do, I try to instill a lot of the philosophies that I applied in my life. I mean, I wrote a book called the big picture, the 11 laws will change your life. Yeah. Now those are 11 things that I 
discovered along the way from reading all these things and going to all those seminars and going, oh, yeah, that. Do your best and forget the rest. Chapter number one in, in the book. Right. So, you know, um, um, perfectionists are just, you know, they're going to they're going to struggle. They're going to suffer. They're not going to see you. It. Do you actually have a list of things that that are like your mindful list, mindfulness list? So you can I go do. I that do. is awesome, dude. I, I never yeah, I, have these, I have 10 things. I just, you know, and other things come up all the time. Like if I'm feeling down, I go, I'm, why am I not playing Zeppelin right now? Ooh. Why is Zeppelin not cranked? I mean, my, my stereo system here in my office, like I'll be here like, ah, wah, I'll stop, you know? And then it's like, hmm. come on, flat top, he come. Grooving up slowly, he got choo choo eyeball. He want holy roll. He got held down. Yeah. Right? You crank the tune, and then you get into it. You it just changes it. your mindset for a second. Or I'll just walk out the front door, and I'll walk up the street, and I'll walk back, and I'll sit back here, and I'll go, okay, boom. You know, but people just sit in the muck and the mire of their day, and yeah. they don't take those breaks because they think they're breaking the rules. You know, so many people are working at home now. I mean, you can't do that maybe necessarily at the office, yeah. but, but for a lot of entrepreneurs and people who are doing their own thing, it, it, it sparks that creative energy that, that would, that, that gets stagnant if you're just sitting on your ass and, and just trying to, you know, ah, Bill, Hey man, you know what I mean? Um, <laughs> you got to turn that crap off once in a while. I love that. Especially you have to notice. I was like, wow. I feel like I'm a little aggravated. I feel like I'm a little frustrated. I feel like, you know, yeah. I, feel like I'm, uh, I feel like I'm not really finding solutions and I'm not, and I'm just sitting here and my back is hurting. Like, oh, notice that stuff and then go do something that's the antithesis of that for five minutes. Dude, I love Simple. that. I took notes on that, man. Mindfulness list. I, I just never thought of putting that list together. That makes a yeah. lot of sense. And then, and then it's easy to notice. A lot of people don't. It's like the f- frog in the frying pan, right? Like, oh, I'm in the pan. Slowly turn up the heat and they die. You know what I mean? That's what's <laughs> happening to so many people. Like they did. That's like, you know, they do the same thing. You put a frog in water and you turn it up slowly. It doesn't jump out. You put the frog in hot water. Pew, out it goes. Right. So yeah. we are the same in that regards, I, I, I think. So we get and that's how I got Ram, Ramsey Hunt syndrome, because yeah. that's off. I can do it. Right. And then oh, my ear hurts. Oh, I don't feel good. Blah. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> off to the off to the ER I go. And, and, and by the way, physical activity and your food, uh, lack thereof, lack of, of good food choices and lack of physical activity leads to every possible ailment and disease you can imagine. You know, Alzheimer's, yeah. Parkinson's. They thought that was genetic. It is to some degree. Degree, but our demise is a as a result of behavior, mm-hmm. environment, yeah, genetics. By the way, and if you can handle your behavior and your environment, you can literally change your genetics in your lifetime. Mm-hmm. Right, you your your DNA changes because if you go from fat, sugar, salt, chemicals, drugs, and and smoking and laying around to the mm-hmm. some version of the opposite of that well what a, it's no mystery to anybody that 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 the quality of your life and and the length of your life is going to change of course, of course. dude um, I, I have you have to check out a book it just came out called super supercharge your brain and it a lot of research went into this and a lot of what you're telling me i'm like dude it's in here and there's a you're gonna you would love it because mm-hmm. you're into this so I'll, I'll send it over to well, you. Sanjay Gupta's got a new book out, uh, fairly new. Where's that? Do I have that one laying around? Ah, here we go. Which is, I was on his podcast uh, about a couple months ago. There's another one. Yes. Keep, keep sharp. I here haven't read that one. I'm going to add that over. Add that to your list, man. Look at how, look how happy he is. He's 105 years old here. <laughs> that's funny. That's, that's a good one, dude. That's funny. All right. So. All right. After P90X, now you have the power of four. Tell me about that. And, and what other things do you have for people to, to jump into? Working? Oh, you want more things, Tony Horton? Well, here we go. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, Power Four is sort of a pet project that my wife and I started during the pandemic. There was a lot of fans that were like, oh, my God, you know, what do I do? I've done P90X 500 times. And I've heard you say, don't smash your face that many times. And yep. you're going to do something new. You know, and I, I said a lot of people weren't aware that I wasn't with Beach Party anymore. 
So, you know, there was P90X, P90X2, X3. So everybody's like, where's P90X4? <clears throat> well, can't do that. Can't even call it that. And um, so we just thought, you know, and, and, the, and the, the four and the power four had nothing to do, you know, kind of stealing the number. It just had to do with the four things that I thought were really important. We got the 11 laws. Now we got the power of four. Mm-hmm. And so all these people, about 2,200 of them just were really dedicated folks that were I mean, I have more than that as far as fans, but they were just screaming for something new. Yeah. So I said, let's let's come up with something that obviously has exercise, obviously has nutrition, obviously has supplementation. Um, and then well, there's the mindfulness component. So those are the four things in the power of four. And then so uh, what we did was at first, you know, we were shooting workouts on a phone in the gym by myself. And then, then you know, people wanted, well, what about cast members? Well, we're in the middle of COVID, right? So we shot yeah. them. You know, and then we brought like a real camera in, but we're still shooting with masks on. So you know, you know, like what do you say? <clears throat> they were raw, they were down, they were dirty. Yep. And then first there were eight, and then there were 12. And then in the end, there were about 47 routines, uh, including my meditation. So people had and we're building the library, and I changed the calendars every three months. Got it. So, like here's like, for example, do I have a calendar here? Oh, I know it's buried in my to-do pile. All right, here we go. This is what a calendar would look like. So they would get these, right? Oh, nice. Right. So that's months one through at some point during the course of the pandemic. And then I have little notes here on the side of kind of what to focus on. And yeah. the really cool thing was I was able to create something that was based on how I live and what I do, what changes my life. And as opposed to what Beachbody wanted me to do, right? And I, yeah. I, always, I had a lot of say early on, but then at the end, I really didn't have any say anymore. And so we had those 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 folks, and it, well, and then you know this is the end of of 2021, and my wife and I said, well, maybe we should get out of the beta stage because we had beta one, beta two, we had interim months, and beta three had month one, two, three, four, five, six. Yeah. And we launched on January one, and um, if you're you know if people are curious, you go to powernationfitness.org. That's powernationfitness.org. And um, and there's three different levels. There's base, there's plat, there's base, premium, and platinum. Platinum means you basically can come to my house and just hang out. And, oh, nice. No, that's right. <laughs> yeah, I was already writing it down. I'm like, yeah, okay, it's a hundred thousand dollars just to right. no, no, but different levels of of content, right? And so a lot of people just want the base program. They want the nutrition guide and they want the and what we ended up doing because and we had a real crew come in and we had to make sure everybody was tested and we, you know, we shot it here at the house. It was me yeah. and, and, and two people behind me and a lot of old original P90 X, X, two X, three cast members. That's cool. All, all new That's jokes, cool. but you know, oh, well good. edited with music as opposed to the, you know, you can barely hear us, barely see us um, with masks on. And we, we pared it down from the 47 down to 25, which mm-hmm. is, you know, a lot of content. Plus yeah. now on the site, if you have a premium or platinum, you can get live. There's tons and tons of live content. Plus I go on, there's mastermind classes. Um, and so, you know, we're, we're chugging along and we're loving it and we're, we're still going there. So there's that at, uh, at powernationfitness.org. And then I am on, I'm on tonal now. And a lot of people know what tonal is by now. Yep. Cause you know, they got LeBron and, and Serena Williams and, and Michelle, Wee and, and Sue bird. They got, we got all these big fancy celebrities promoting it. Cause it's, it's kind of a unique piece of equipment there's nothing like it i mean the mirror is you know it's a television turned sideways with trainers on it right yeah. you, have to bring all, you have to bring all your own stuff you know you got to bring your kettlebells and your weights and and everything with tonal you know these two arms that go in every possible direction yeah you can do you know it, it literally you can do a thousand moves on that on that piece of equipment it's amazing so i've got two programs on that one's called uh, 2020 um ignite and the other one's called 20 and 20 pump up the volume. And I just finished shooting my third program. So, um, nice. and I, I do have the number one program on the one. Of, so, dude, of course. Would you expect anything else? Come and on. the other trainers are fantastic. I mean, they've got a great quiver of great trainers and I was kind of known before I got there. So I, that's part of yeah. why, but well, I mean, you know, the humor is still in there and the, and the routine is still in there. Um, so there's tonal. So, you know, um, it's just an amazing piece of equipment. And then I have my, my supplement line called power life, which, which came in at just the right time because I was, when I was kind of getting over my sickness, mm-hmm. I had lost so much weight. I had sort of an accelerated version of something called sarcopenia, which is age related muscle loss. Usually don't see people in their sixties and seventies that are jacked just because the muscle loss is too great. So mm-hmm. we came up with these really cool combinations. This great thing for our digestive system. I had leaky gut. 
So when I was sick, I, I got I tested everything. I had leaky gut. I had leaky brain. Who knew what the hell this stuff was? And so we came up with this product called Foundation Damn. Four. And now there's one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, 12 different SKUs, 12 different products of uh, Power Life. Uh, it's mypowerlife.com, mypowerlife.com. Right. We'll add that to the notes. Yeah, and also Tony30, tell everybody, uh, the, the discount code is Tony30 for 30% off. Tony30. Don't pay full pop for that. Tony30, dude, I love that. Yeah, man. Those are all the brilliant thoughts that we have for you today. If you like what you're hearing, drop us a review or just tell your friends. This has been a success podcast. Head to success.com slash podcast to hear more just like it.